I couldn't have even fathomed what I would be like. I just kind of lost it, fell off the deep end. Partying, sleeping around, doing drugs, doing ecstasy, acid, cocaine. Physically violent, emotionally abusive. Gotta go to jail. Hit rock bottom doing drugs. COVID hit. I can't get out of bed. Can't taste, can't smell. Hard time breathing. Severe symptoms. I was gonna stand before him, be cast into hell. Call an ambulance. I, I, I don't think I'm gonna make it. We're growing, growing as believers, growing as parents, and yes, it's chaotic. Crazy with young kids. This is Wyatt. Can you tell them how old you are? Wyatt is three. Wyatt is a little more reserved and a little shy, but he's super sweet and friendly. And this is Weston. How old are you, Weston? Go like this. He's one. <laughs> Good job, there brother. You go. One. Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Good job. He's our talkative, energetic one. With two young children, it's been really awesome. Even though it's crazy, it's it's great. We go to the park a lot. Park walks, lots of outdoor time. I love to be home with them. They're only little for so long and you get to teach them all the importance of life. I'm so grateful to be able to be home with them. And even home with Lennon, because Lennon does work from home most days, it's awesome to have that family dynamic together. So her name's Brooke, very kind-hearted, very loving, very loyal. We'll go out of her way to do anything for anyone. My husband is a go-getter. He is determined and there's nothing that's gonna stop him in his way. I've realized that pretty recently. Wow, this is, this is who you are. You're gonna go on to do whatever and anything that is in your path that God puts there for you. You're not gonna think twice about it and you're gonna go. I'm more cautious, he's not cautious at all. He's like, we can do it, I can do it, this is fine. Like, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like. <laughs> We met on Facebook. The greatest story I feel like we always talk about <laughs> to everybody, like really, like yeah. I messaged her on Facebook, I was like, hey, you know, we've got some mutual friends. You look cute and maybe we should hang out sometime. If we're gonna keep talking, we have to meet. We ended up going on a date and it just, we hit it off and it was awesome. It was good, I almost didn't go to the date. I almost chickened out on my way there. But my friend was like, it's okay, just just text me if they need an emergency and I'll, I'll call you and then you can come get me. So I'm glad I went. It was a good turnout, obviously. We're still here today with two kids, so. <laughs> Originally from Michigan, from Battle Creek. My parents were married and then divorced. We grew up in the church, but my mom wasn't really living a Christian lifestyle. So I'm from Venice, California, born and raised. Single family home with my dad. It was a toxic environment growing up in. My dad was alcoholic. Experienced a lot of traumatic things growing up. I found an outlet with my grandparents. I used to just go over there every weekend. I would sit in the church, would look forward to going to a, their church and to just be out of that house. I had to deal with a lot of violent, phys physically violent, mentally abusive, and emotionally abusive um, uh, situations growing up. And it was just, uh, you know, it was a little 
unfortunate junior year. My dad and I got in a really bad physical fight. I lost it and I said, you know what, I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm packing up and I'm leaving. I'm gonna go call my mom. She said, hey, you know, I'll come pick you up right now. And you know, you can come live with me. High school years, I was very rebellious, partying, sleeping around, doing drugs. Early high school, I would say about 14, we started going to raves in California and Los Angeles. So we got into taking ecstasy and acid and cocaine and doing all the things on the weekends. My whole high school years, really. After graduating, uh, I just kind of lost it. Fell off the deep end, sleep around with a lot of different women, and filled with parties. Experience with drugs was like, got in a lot of fights. I got involved in graffiti. Was doing a lot of that stuff, hanging around the wrong crowd. Ended up having to go to jail. So I was failing school, and I was pushed out of my high school to a continuation school. That's where I graduated from. It's for pretty much the bad students to help you get caught up with your academics. When I was spending time in county jail and I thought, well, what am I doing? This is, this is wrong. Like, I want to, you know, pursue the American dream. A family friend of ours bailed me out. They took me under their wing. Uh, they paid for schooling. They wanted me to apply the creative skill set that I had that I was using towards graffiti. I said, hey, let's, let's push this into a career. I went on to do cosmetology, so I went to hair school. I don't think I hit rock bottom doing drugs. I just kind of got onto the adulthood. I'm like, okay, now we're gonna do this, which we still did do stuff in that meantime, but I was a little more responsible at that time. My dad reached back out, said, hey, you know, I've become born again. I was like, well, what does that mean? He said that the day I left is the day he hit rock bottom. He said that he was standing in a shower. Everything hit him. God showed him exactly who he was. He said that he's changed. We're having a conversation and we're starting to remend and build our relationship. That was pretty cool. Was, I started to see that he did change. My life is starting to mean something. I don't want to be hanging out with these type of people. I need to start you know, surrounding myself with what I thought, winners, right? And uh, then I finally met my wife. She was just everything. I, I realized that, you know, I finally found the one. Within months after being married, I was pregnant with our first child, Wyatt. I started reflecting on the way I was living and the way I was brought up. Well, I don't wanna raise my son up the way I was raised up. So I started shaping up. Stop the drinking, stop the going out to those bars and stop hanging out with a lot of those people. But still doing certain things that wasn't Christ-like. We had this big opportunity to move. A week or two later is when the pandemic hits. When we moved out here, COVID hit, our clientele started to just take a hit. And so we were like thinking like, what are we gonna do? We had our first business meeting with a new opportunity. After the meeting was over, walked out in the parking lot. I'm starting to experience some weird breathing issues. Let me just say goodbye to everybody and I did. I don't want to like fall over and make a big scene and panic in front of these people. And then I hopped in my car and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm just nervous or something like that. I'm not sure what it is. I started using the, uh, the breathing app on my watch and that seemed to work. Woke up Thursday the next day, felt like I had the flu. Saturday hits, July 11th. I wake up with severe 
severe symptoms. I'm having a hard time breathing. My fever goes up to 102. Can't taste, can't smell. I think I have COVID. I was newly pregnant. I also had COVID. I have terrible morning sickness. I can't get out of bed. I can't even try to care for my one and a half year old when I still have my husband who's really sick. We're FaceTiming and I'm pushing food at the door. I'm crawling because I don't feel good and here's your food. <laughs> my one year old's trying to come in there. I'm isolated. I cried out to her. I said, hey, call an ambulance. I, I, I don't think I'm gonna make it. It started to get progressively worse. I, I couldn't breathe. Not enough oxygen was going to my brain. I started seeing white. I don't think I'm gonna make it. It felt like I had two 45 pound weights on my chest. Every time I tried to breathe, it would barely come in. And every time I tried to push that out to exhale, it wouldn't even come out into my lungs. Just feel like I'm fading out. Well, maybe just wait it out and it could be a little better. Like, I don't know. COVID is so crazy. We just still don't know what's going on. I knew how severe it was, but I just didn't know what to do about it. A little bit, but I just need to lay down and... She calmed me down. She said, hey, we'll call, but let's just calm down and see, see how this goes. In my lungs. She was already sick, so she couldn't even think at the same time. A little bit. She was thinking, like, I just need to lay back down. I knew that that was it. I was fading in and out. And so I cried out to God. I was gasping for air in prayer. God, just please, if you could give me one last chance. I knew that I was gonna die and have to stand before him. Immediately, at, right after I started praying, it was like God was showing me all of my sins and showing me that I was gonna stand before him and die and I was gonna get cast into hell. And I was frightened. If this is my life and this is it, I get it, but please, Lord, I was begging. If there was one last chance that he would allow me to live, I'd give him everything. Professional, personal, I repent of all my sins. I just want to be born again. Right after praying that prayer, I had an urge to go throw up. I ran to the bathroom, puked my guts out, come back up and can take another breath. I'm like, whoa, I can breathe again. This is like normal breathing. All the symptoms are starting to disappear. I take my temp back to 98. This is an absolute miracle from God that he's saved my life and he's offered me another chance at life. I yelled out to Brooke and I said, hey, I, God, Jesus Christ saved my life. I'm crying out to God and he saved me and he, and he answered my prayer. He called us and he was good. It was just, it, it, just that moment of that's it, right? Like you're healed and now we're just gonna all the glory to God. Witnessing that was huge for me. God transforming him and healing him is amazing. Whoa, this is a whole nother step of faith that I've never witnessed. And so now we live a life that's just dedicated to him. This has happened and a light has just turned on in him. A different person pretty much almost instant just seeing like, this is it, this is what saved me, and there's there's no other way. Then with my dad, I got really excited about telling him about it, and he loved it, and, and it brought us closer because now we had something that we could truly relate on, and that was the gospel. It was really good to have someone who was on the same page as well, and then it also remended our relationship. We decided as a couple that we were gonna really do a deep dive into scripture and really understand who God is. And everything started to make sense everything, like things were starting to click like they never did before. That's where everything clicked for me. God opened my eyes to see in a totally different way. It's just a light. It's made our marriage so much stronger. Just this amount of time together, 
from being believers, we've grown a lot together in our marriage and it's stronger and it's helped our parenting be so much stronger because I can't imagine where we would be without that. A few years ago, we would just say, just raising them to be good people, right? Right. I don't think God would have been our focus at all, but that is the core foundation what we want to build up our family on. We sit together every night. One will follow along, the other one will read, and then we'll kind of switch off. We'll sit there and talk about it. Take time and process through it. Focus on the meaning behind it, what God's trying to say. It's good to stay in it and yeah. not fall away. Even if it's a crazy day and the kids go yeah. down super late, it just kind of brings you back to the whole purpose why you're here. And even for your kids to see that too, I think it's so important. Yeah. With Wyatt, he has his own Bible upstairs that he does read at night. You led your people like a flock by the We pray before our meals. So we ask him, would you like to pray tonight or would you like us to pray? He gets it, right? Like he can do it. And he's only three. Just in this little amount of time of us being saved. Yeah. He's so young that he's like, he's getting it. His brain is absorbing all that information, which is so awesome. He has his yeah. verse that he does every night and we do it over and over and he's got it. I'll tell you what it is. You hear some other parents where they say, well, I think my child is too young to share about They're God never is. too young. Let's teach our the kids, truth. right? Yeah. The truth. Yeah. Disciple them into strong Christian men is our goal. My heart's really not wanting to go forward with the creative anymore. Now he's giving me other talents to just share the gospel. I've also got the ministry. Our primary focus is sharing the gospel, but then it's also to just equip Christians on how to effectively share. You're not alone, we've all struggled. We all sin, right? And we're yeah. just, we need other people in our lives to help us, you know, keep accountability. Finding fellowship for sure and diving into scripture with other fellow moms who are going through the same stages as you are. It's God coming into our life and transforming us. Put your faith and trust in Christ alone and you'll be saved. Yeah. I couldn't have even fathomed what I would be like in so many years. And I'm so grateful for that, where God has put us. I was taking it for granted that life was kind of just given to me and it was my own. But then in that moment, in that instant, I did remember and, and, and see everything in clarity. He's the giver of life. When I cried out to him, he gave me that life in a second chance. He killed my old self and gave me a new life yeah. to be a new creation to yeah. follow him. He can recite Joshua 1-9. We should try to get that on camera. Yeah. He might be too nervous. Yeah, can do you, you want to tell him your scripture, Joshua 1-9? Can you do it for them? Can you tell them? Okay. How about you? Can you cite um, John 316? <laughs> 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 yeah. Can you say bye Wyatt? Can you say hi? Can you say hi? God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? 
Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world.